Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome, and today we go all the way to Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and we're going to speak to get today to Jeffrey Aikiaka. Oh, I came close in terms of that. Yes, and you did. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Jeffrey. Tell us about your academic experience after high school. Uh, good morning, Peter. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on your platform today. Uh, so after high school, um, I left Nigeria, which is where I'm originally from. I moved to, to Canada. I moved to Ottawa, Ontario uh, to study uh, political science and international relations at Carleton University. And after I graduated from my undergrad in 2015, I took a little year, a couple of years off, worked, networked, and then I started my master's in entrepreneurship and innovation at the Queen's School of Business in Kingston, Ontario. So I, I graduated um, last year from my master's. So that's my academic experience. Okay, so in between there, there's got to be some work experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially between your academic experience. So tell us about that. Now, did you do any work in Nigeria before you came to Canada? Um, no, honestly, no. I, I came to Canada when I was 18, 19. Um, I just supported my parents because uh, my dad was an entrepreneur, so I would go to his um, his office, but I didn't have any, any work experience uh, moving to, to Canada. Okay, so your work experience started, I guess, after your undergrad, is that right? Correct, yes. And what did you do then? So the first job I ever had, um, I was working for uh, Plan International. It's a nonprofit organization. Uh, that was the first job I ever had after, after my undergrad. I was a, a donor relations uh, officer. So I was raising funds uh, for the nonprofit organization, doing various projects in, in Africa and, and Asia. So that was the first job I ever did. And then the second job I had, I was still in the nonprofit space. So I was working for another nonprofit organization called uh, Children Believe. So similar to, to my first job, I was also a, a donor relations um, a manager, just that this time I was a manager. And uh, also my third job, I also worked for another nonprofit organization uh, in Toronto, also a fundraiser. So I would say since undergrad, um, I've just been focusing in the nonprofit sector. That's where I've had my three job experiences. So after your master's, where you went to Kingston, you'd like to live all over Ontario. (laughs) <laughs> so after your uh, your master's what happened next so after my master's um i was just focusing on um, my two ventures so which is the jf charity which i started in 2015 and i also started a fitness apparel called never settle which i'm actually wearing right now so i just used um that um that opportunity after after graduating from my master's to just focus on my two uh, ventures and also obviously there was a pandemic so 
you know, we were mostly at home because of the pandemic, but I was just focusing on my two, two ventures after masters. Well, you obviously learned from your father, like you said, tell me a little more about the, uh, M masters program you took at Queens. It's kind of innovative in terms of uh, its approach. Yes, yes. And to answer your first question, yes, I did learn a lot from my dad. You know, he's he's my he's my one of my greatest inspirations. And uh, your second question, yes, I did learn a lot from Queens uh, University uh, Innovation and Entrepreneurship. It was a great program, and for me, you know, just um, already started a nonprofit and about studying. Um, a fitness apparel business. So it was really, really important for me to, you know, get a lot of entrepreneurship uh, skills, a lot of entrepreneurship, to have the entrepreneurship mindset. And also for the innovation, as you know, businesses today, you need innovation to, to, you know, to elevate your business, to change your business. So it was also great, you know, to learn a lot of like innovative approaches that can help your business grow. So it was a great experience. So it was a one year program. And uh, if it wasn't for the pandemic, I would have said it would have been a little bit, um, would have been better because as you know, when the pandemic started, everything now went uh, virtually. So, but you know, it was a great experience for me. Okay, so let's break down the two businesses. And let's start with the apparel business. How did you come up with the name and what do you do in that business? Okay, so I came up with the name, um, Growing up, honestly, I was I was a fat kid. I was I was never comfortable with my body. So in 2014, 2015, you know, when I started like, you know, losing a lot of weight, you know, I just started thinking, you know, that I would want to, you know, start a fitness apparel in the next couple of years just to inspire people, you know, to want to work out, to live a healthy lifestyle. So, you know, from that year, 2015, 2014, I just started thinking about what name am I going to go with? You know, what name am I going to go with? And I have a huge um, artist. He's, he's, an, he's a rapper. So he goes by the name Nas. So he has this um, commercial, which he called Never Stop, Never Settle. So I just started thinking, you know, Never Settle. What can I do with this name? You know, what, 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 what name can I come up with can inspire people, you know, to be the best version of yourself, to never settle, whether you're trying to lose weight, you know, whether you're trying to be your best version of yourself, whether you're trying to do better in school. So I just decided to go with that name, Never Settle, because I myself, I've been through a lot, whether it's like losing weight, or I never settled, I always wanted to see myself to, to be in a better shape, or even when I struggled in my academics. So I wanted to just go with Never Settle so that it can inspire people, you know, to, to never be relentless, to be the best version of yourself and, you know, and to always aim high in, in, in whatever you do. So that's why I went with the name Never Settle. So what are the products that you're selling under Never Settle? So we're selling hoodies, uh, we're selling tank tops, uh, we're selling shorts, uh, we're selling, uh, we're selling uh, women's uh, leggings, sports bra, and, and, and also socks. And also, if, if I, I could also add what makes Never Settle special and what makes Never Settle, um, um, you know, uh, to me, what makes it great is that it's also a social impact apparel. So 7% of sales from each apparel product 
goes towards water scarcity in rural communities in Africa. So I just came back from Nigeria uh, last week. So we just finished um, installing a water borehole in a rural village in, in Southeast Nigeria. So it's not just that, you know, we're just producing a great apparel products, but we also committed to addressing uh, water scarcity in rural villages in, in Africa. So do any of the profits from this business go to your charity? No, not yet, not yet. So what we did is 7% just goes towards a water project fund that we created with Never Settle. So nothing yet goes to the charity, nothing goes there. Okay, so let's get to the charity. When did that start and how did you come up with that name? Okay, so it started in, in 20, the vision started in 20, 2013. So when I was still in Carlton University in Ottawa, I was the president of the Nigerian Student Association. As you know, I'm from Nigeria. So, and in 2013, being the president, there was a terrible typhoon that happened in Philippines. This is in 2013. So, you know, just watching the news, thinking, you know, what can I do be having a platform in a university? to make a difference in Philippines. So I teamed up with members of my association and for three days, we did this uh, project called um, raise uh, funds for the typhoon project, the typhoon, sorry, the typhoon in, in the Philippines. So we ended up raising a thousand dollars. And just after that day, I just started thinking, you know, if I can do this for Philippines, which is not even where I'm from, you know, I can do so much for back home, which is Nigeria. So, and then in, in, in 2014, I just started thinking, you know, I, I want to start up a charity organization in my, in my rural village in Nigeria so I can, you know, impact people's lives. And in 2015, we decided to start building a community center. So, which we've been building that since 2015. And that's when the name also came about. Uh, we decided to go with JF Charity. And I went with JF Charity because um, I have a, uh, also someone that plays tennis that inspired me, Roger Federer. He owns his own charity. It's called RF, so Roger Federer Foundation. So we started with the Jeffrey Foundation. That's why I went with JF. But then as we just moved on, I decided to just, you know, go with the JF Charity because, yes, I'm, I'm Jeffrey, but also um, having a charity, you know, as a startup, you know, it's it's way much better as, and as a younger person than to go with the foundation. So what does the foundation do? Okay, so we focus on uh, education and training, uh, economic empowerment, and affordable health care. We just finished building our first uh, community center in a rural village in, in Nigeria called DKNFI. So we, we just had our first um, medical outreach. Also, I was in Nigeria. Uh, we had that two weeks ago. So we teamed up with a local um, hospital in Nigeria where we performed eye tests, we performed high blood pressure tests, we performed HIV screening, uh, we performed malaria tests. You know, we had over 250 elderly community members in our community center that we, that we just finished building. That's terrific. Thank you. So in terms of... Do you have two websites then for each of the organizations? Yes, yes. So for the charity, um, JF Charity is the official um, website. And JF Community Center is, you know, the community center that we just finished. So JF Charity is the Canadian entity of the organization. And JF Community Center is 
is the Nigerian entity of the organization. So for the community center is um, www.jfcommunitycenter.org. And for the charity is www.jfcharity.ca because we're a registered charity in, 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 in Canada. And what about uh, Never Settle? Thank you. And for Never Settle is um, uh, www.neversettle.ca. Wow. So how much of your team are located in Canada and how much are in Nigeria? So in Nigeria, uh, we have two members in Nigeria. So the, the country director um, for Nigeria is located in, in the rural community where, you know, we, we finished building the community center. And we, we also have a grant officer here in, in Toronto. And uh, for Never Settle, it's just a one-man team for Never Settle because, you know, I just started it last year. Okay, we're going to change that. I'm going to give you s several suggestions when we're uh, done with this. I, I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Okay, so as you move along, and do you want to expand this approach to other countries in Africa? That is, yes, that's definitely the long-term goal. Uh, but um, for now, we're just focusing on solely Nigeria, but definitely the long-term goal is also to, you know, to branch out in other um, regions in Africa. Okay, in Nigeria then, are you in one community or are you supporting more than one community in Nigeria? Uh, we're supporting just one community, which okay. is uh, Dikenafai. It's, it's located in southeastern part of Nigeria. Okay. And do you have any government support in Nigeria? Uh, yes, we just uh, partnered with um, the government of the state that we're building the community center. So they, they know about what we're doing. And, you know, we're still looking to, you know, to officially kick off a project together. But, you know, we've submitted our project to them and they know who we are and they believe in our vision. So. Okay. Talk about the importance of partnerships whether it's the apparel company or the charity? Uh, partnership is, is, is key for um, any non-governmental organization. And especially for us where that, you know, we, 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 we have three men, um, um, you know, programs that we want to be able to, to empower people with. So we need partnerships to help us leverage it. You know, for example, our first program that we just started, which is the medical outreach, we partnered up with a local hospital in in Nigeria. You know, I myself, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, so I definitely need that partnership because they bring a different expertise, they bring a different experience to what they do, and also for our second um, um, educational program, our second program, which is educational program, we're also in in talks to partner up with uh, also another local non-governmental organization in Nigeria who they've been doing a lot of programs for youth in the community. For example, they built an app where um, children are able to learn on their own by having that app. So for a nonprofit like us, you know, we're not expertise in that. So we also need that partnership because, you know, together you can achieve so much more. So that's why partnership is very, very important. So, Jeffrey, what you're doing is terrific. The question I have now is, where do you get the money to support all of this activity? Great question. So, for the charity, um, we, 
when when we started the project, the community center project, we did a fundraiser. So we had uh, family, friends, and we raised uh, we raised over ten thousand dollars when we started it. So now the next step, you know, we started laying the foundation for the community center. Okay, what next now? So living in Canada, I started reaching out to organizations like the Rotary, Rotary, uh, Knights of Columbus. And even now that, you know, we just got our charity uh, registration last year. So we're now we started applying for various grants. So hopefully, you know, it might takes a while, but, you know, we're really, really looking into like applying for more grants. And also, you know, we've had donors who they've been with us since 2016. They've seen what we've been doing. So, you know, they've been able to support us, you know. So that's been the most way that we've been able to to, to get access to funds. And for, oh, sorry, go ahead, you want to say something? Do you run any kind of events? Great question, great, yeah, great, yeah. So yes, also fundraising, we've, we've had, um, we have like a cocktail fundraiser event here in Toronto. We've we've had a trail marathon, so that's also been a key key way where we've been able to also raise lots of funds from those events. Okay, so now we come to the visioning question. You've got so many organizations that you're involved in, and probably some new ones that you haven't even thought of. Where are you going to be three years from today with these organizations? Great question. So three years from now, um, I, uh, I turned 31 in August. So, so I'm going to be 34 by then. And so three years from now, for JF Charity, um, I see us having an enterprise arm. Because as I said, as I told you, our three main focus are education and training economic empowerment and affordable health care. So by next three years from now, we want to have an enterprise arm where we are going to be producing um, leather fabrics. So it could be leather bags, it could be uh, it could be a, a wallet and exporting it from Nigeria to, to Canada. So in the next three years, our goal is to have a social enterprise arm. You know, as you know, as a nonprofit organization too, it's not, you know, it's good to depend on grants, but you know, it's always good to be sustainable, which for me, I see that, you know, branching into a social enterprise arm of the charity would help us a lot in regards to like generating more revenue. So that's the first thing for Jeff Trade. That's why I see us in the next three years. And for Never Settle, because of it, uh, it's, a, it's a business. And also, yes, it's a social impact. So I see, I see us, um, I'm looking into like um, pitching it to, you know, various people you know who knows even selling it so we never said i'm very open to having investors to to grow the business so that's why i see uh both of my uh my ventures in the next three years from now is there going to be a third venture um you never know <laughs> you never know so if we can say jeff enterprise yes that that could be a third uh definitely going to be a third venture i would say yes okay what more can you do to help people in Nigeria? Oh, honestly, what more can I do? It's just all about partnerships, honestly, because Nigeria is a huge country. You know, we have a population of about two hundred million, and and then if you if you've been if you follow the news and what is going on in Africa, like 
things in Nigeria is only getting worse. You know, it's getting worse. So what we can do is if we can leverage more partnerships, you know, we want to build, you know, want to build more community centers in Nigeria because uh, community centers are needed because with a community center, you're not just depending on one niche of the population, you know, you're depending on youth, you're focusing on youth, sorry, you're focusing on elderly community members, you're also focusing on children. So we believe that, you know, we want to leverage more people, we want to impact more people's lives in Nigeria, but you can only do that by, you know, partnerships, you know, which, so that is what I see as what we, you know, how we're able to impact more lives in Nigeria is partnerships. How important is agriculture to Nigeria? Agriculture, honestly, it would have been a huge potential, but um, Nigeria is a country where that we, we we depended so much on oil, and it was a blessing in the beginning, but it's led to a curse because we exhausted of our, our all of our capital, we exhausted all of our life potential. We're just putting it to to oil, 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 and then because of the oil crisis. You know what's been going on right now. It now led us to not focus on on agriculture. Which, if you look at countries like Ghana, if you look at many other countries in Africa who are also dependent on like agriculture, they're doing way better than Nigeria today. So agriculture should have had a huge potential in Nigeria. I mean, hopefully, you know, th- th- I still see a, a potential in it. But until you know, we start, you know, thinking of okay, let's start focusing on agriculture again, let's start like, you know, doing a lot of innovative agriculture, bringing a lot of innovative innovation to agriculture. So that's when I feel we can actually really, really impact people's life with agriculture in Nigeria. Talk about the importance of communities of faith in Nigeria. So Nigeria is a country where faith is, Faith is huge, you know. People, people believe in God. Catholic. We have Catholics. We have Anglicans. We have Pentecostals. So, religion is huge in Nigeria. Christianity is really, really huge in Nigeria. So, people believe in God. Though also Nigeria, I don't know if you know, um, we have also a huge uh, Muslim population. But when it comes to the Christian faith, uh, my people in Nigeria, they they. They believe in God. They they don't miss their Sundays. <laughs> There's one thing I have to say about Nigeria is that even like it's become religion has become so huge that you know sometimes you can't tell which is real and which is fake because people just tend to come up with like different churches. But but the positive I have to tell you is that Nigerians we're people of faith. We believe in God, and you know we know that it's very very important. And we don't we don't we don't joke with religion, especially Christianity. So Jeffrey is a social innovator, an entrepreneur. He runs a nonprofit, a charity, and a for-profit. And in his spare time, he has six girlfriends, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I definitely don't have six girlfriends. Okay. Uh, well, he's got to work on that. That's a goal for 2021. Okay. So... Let's just summarize, and can you again provide your websites so that people can uh, check you out a little more from your websites? Yes, so the charity is uh, JF Charity, 
So that's the, the, the Canadian arm of the organization. And then the Nigerian arm is uh, jfcommunitycenter.org. And uh, for Never Settle, it's uh, neversettle.ca. We have um, great hoodies. We have shorts. We have leggings. We have sports brand. Right now, we also have 40% off. So uh, make sure you check it out and grab uh, things before we, we our sale is done. Okay. You've uh, you've done well in terms of a very short career, and you've done extremely well. So thank you for your efforts, and I'm sure you're going to be in the news in a big way in the next little while. Amen, amen, man. Uh, thank you so much, Peter, for, for having me today. You know, I look forward to having, you know, more private conversations with you and, you know, seeing where it goes from there. But I really admire everything you're doing in your space, and I look forward to, you know, to, to, to chatting more.